Connection through conversation. Join self-described conversationalist Stacy Heller as she talks with guests about topics and ideas that are sometimes informational, sometimes inspirational, and always entertaining on Stacy Connects. Welcome to the show. Today is a big day for Stacy Connects because my guests, it's unbelievable. They have traveled across the country to be here for just this purpose. So before I introduce them, though, I will do my intro. So remember, Stacy Connects is a show that is about making connections through conversation. Uh, one of my guests would say that I never stop uh, conversing, but they would be wrong. I do sleep. Uh, by asking questions instead of making assumptions, you find that you learn something. And that is really what I love doing when I have guests on the show. You learn something. So thanks to all that listen and learn with me. I really appreciate it when you listen to the show and to the podcast. If you enjoy them, don't forget to share. You can find this in its podcast version pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. So Please share, rate, like it, do whatever it is that you're supposed to do. I don't have all of the jargon like everybody else does. You can also listen to my show that Eric and I do. It is called Don't Ask Me to Talk. That is also a podcast. And you can also listen on Thursdays at 3 p.m. on Kixie. It's 8.80 a.m. And, uh, you know, if you can't get enough of Eric or me, then you can listen to the show. Right. We talk about very exciting things. That's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. I mean, how can you not have fun with me? I, I'm from the sublime to the ridiculous. We'll, we'll ask the guests today. Yeah, we Oh, Okay. No, I do not like this. <laughs> this is quickly twisting on me. Uh, remember, you can call into the show live by calling 425-373-5527. And you can also connect with me by texting or leave me a voicemail and... You can use the number 475-999-2726, or as Eric is wont to say on Don't Ask Me to Talk, 475-999-BRAN. That's true. All right? Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, so can I have a drum roll? Do you have one in your arsenal? I know you do. <laughs> I am I putting one. him on the spot. You ready? Yeah. Hey, guess who my guests are today? Joan, a.k.a. Mom, and Lee, a.k.a. Mom's bestie, although a lot of people assume that they're partners. <laughs> yeah, I went there. Uh, they are two-thirds of the glop, the infamous glop. I think Mom is the one that makes it infamous. Uh, but the glop is the glorious ladies of Penswood, or as Eric said and earned a lot of points, the gorgeous ladies oh. of Penswood. Uh huh. Say hello, ladies. Hello. Hello. Greetings. Oh, look at you two. You're such naturals. They are sitting here and they're pretty much wearing identical outfits. Yeah. So apparently, the dress code, if you're over a certain age and you're in their crew, is a pair of white pants, jeans, jeans in sorry. the summer. In the summer, of course. Thank you for clarifying. A t shirt and then an, a button-up overshirt that is unbuttoned and, of course, 
you know, jewelry and, you know, all decked out. So you look lovely. Thank you. I wish you, people Stacey. could see you. I'll take a picture and then I'll share it on my social media. Oh. No, look at you, huh? Huh? <laughs> uh, so as you ladies know, because you are two of my tens of listeners that listen each week, I share conversations and things that I have experienced. And a lot of the conversations from the past week have been with you. Yes. Yes. So here are some of the things that we've talked about. Now, I know that Lee's going to love this. So Lee's daughter, Ellie, came to visit. And she spent, uh, we went to the lake house that we have. And we all hung out together. So we spent several days together. And I have to say, I thought that mom and I had an interesting mom-daughter dynamic. And it's good to know that Lee and Ellie also have a good mother-daughter dynamic. So one of the first things that we talked about was nicknames. So my nickname was Beans growing up. And Betsy, her given name is Elizabeth. That's right. And she has decided at over 50 that that feels young for her, and she wants to go by Ellie. And Lee's not so sure about that. Well, I get it. It's the name that you've always called her. That's right. And it would be hard for me to change. Well, I get it. I mean, it's I mean, like... Betsy's, Betsy is Bets B, I call her sometimes. Oh, that could have multiple meanings. B? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. I'll <laughs> tell you later. <laughs> Don't go there. No, I know what you're saying. <laughs> Yeah, I'm talking about Beyonce, obviously. Oh. Um, no, I'm not, actually. Um, well, I, I just think it's an interesting thing. We got into a whole thing about names that have names that can be easily turned into nicknames and yeah, right. names that can't. Like, Eric, your name, your name, you can't really come up with a nickname from. Yeah, it's tough because nicknames usually kind of shorten or simplify your name. But when it's two syllables, it's kind of hard. That's right. Right. <laughs> like Ericy. But right. <laughs> no, that just makes it longer and I know. more cumbersome. Exactly. But uh, some people call me E. So, e. yeah, well, like oh, I, I guess that's B. kind of my nickname. Oh, OK. Yeah. All right. I like that. And mm-hmm. that could also count for encyclopedia because you are an encyclopedia of information. Oh, OK. All right. He'll take it. <laughs> uh, well, and so this, these are some of the things we talked about with a nickname. Does it always shorten the name or does it become like an affectionate moniker like you know mommy joan it's like it could be Joni, but that but, makes it longer but that's i really don't have a nickname no you don't I'm, i've always been joan right yeah i mean i think just your brother calls you Joni. i think uh, you're right i don't know yeah yeah that's one of the few uh nicknames that elongate a name rather than shorten it up yeah, right absolutely like john johnny yeah. right yeah. totally well yeah. and you and dad called each other babe Yes, oh, we yeah. did. Babe. Yeah. So, I mean, there's that. And I never got into the babe thing. I'm like a, hey, Pete. <laughs> it's super well, romantic. Well, Peter, Peter, Pete now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All and, right. I take back this idea that it makes it shorter. <laughs> well, Pete. <laughs> yeah, it does. It, I mean, it's kind of a funny thing. So, uh, you know, these are these are the topics that most people don't think about. And yet, if you bring it up with me, I can go with it. Mm-hmm. I can come up with, I can also elongate something that's meant to be short. <laughs> but if you're 81 and 82, these are the kind of things you talk about. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
because well, you've exhausted every other topic, <laughs> every every other topic. under the sun. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. And, you know, you're alluding to what we're going to end up talking about today. But uh, the other thing that we talked about was energy. So Ellie and I are big on energy and intuition mm. and, you know, gut feelings about things. My business, Stacy Connects, I'm an intuitive business consultant. So I'm basically harnessing my intuition to help my clients figure out what tr- direction they want to go in or, you know, figure out a way to get over some obstacle they're facing or even just creative ideas. And Ellie also dabbles in this. And so having two women, adult children, try to talk to their moms about, you know, intuition and gut feelings and energy and, you know, the energy of people that you meet. And you two are pretty funny. It's a different vibe. I think we have intuition, but we never thought of it as energy. No. Right. I agree. Plus, I don't think about those things. No. We've discussed what you think about. (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) Which is why mom sleeps so well at night. It's our theory that mom just lets everything go. And so then she's able to sleep well at night. Very well. That's admirable. Right? Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Nice so, to be able to do that. It is, <laughs> but the energy thing I think is interesting, and I don't. I guess this is an age thing, and I'm not trying to be ageist, but this idea. I guess it's new age. <laughs> See what I did there? Uh, the idea of energy and embracing it. And Ellie and I ended up talking a lot about, you know, if you meet somebody, do they have a good energy around them? You know, do you mm. trust them? You know, uh, what kind of energy does a place give off, you know, or a vibe? And a lot of these words are interchangeable. I think that you've just always used the other words for it. I agree. We use different words, and I don't think we thought about it as much or we think about it as much. Well, you happen to have two adult women children that think about it a lot. Yes, think about it a lot. The two of us never think about that at all. No. I mean, when we met, I never thought about what about your energy and whether you had good energy she would have you. gone in the house and locked the door <laughs> <laughs> well you left <laughs> there you go if you met me you left for the summer that's true <laughs> well i mean yeah I, but it, it is definitely an interesting thing and it seems to be a generational thing so i'm i'll be curious someday i will reflect on these conversations when i'm sitting with my kids, my adult kids, and, you know, and they're trying to convince me about something, and I'll be like, what happened to energy? And they're like, energy? You just meet people. <laughs> yeah, now it's called such and such. Right, It's exactly. a vocabulary thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, the other thing that we uh, spend some time doing, and when I say we, I mostly mean mom, uh, stealing stuff. Oh, Stacy. What? <laughs> okay, you can't give me the pinky finger. And nobody can see it anyway. So (laughs) when I say stealing stuff, what I really mean is mom really admires my taste. And it makes sense because my taste is really not different than hers. (laughs) And so she ends up seeing things that she likes. And since between COVID and then anybody that is a longtime listener, you know that mom broke her wrist and that that rendered her. Uh, almost help, almost helpless. She, luckily, she was able to hold up her glass with scotch in it, but with two hands, with two hands. Yep, 
She went from one hand. She now is a two-fisted drinker. <laughs> she couldn't make it herself, though. No, no. I mean, thank God for all of you. Uh, so mom doesn't have the ability to go out and shop. And so apparently coming to visit me is an opportunity to shop. And she likes dishes and plates. But when you visit me, you also shop. I don't shop. I feel like I'm just, I'm getting my inheritance early. Mm. Okay. Something Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I suppose I could be bequeathing these things to you. I mean, I don't know. It doesn't feel the same. I'm only borrowing them. That is true. (laughs) Well, when you visit, too, you, you may quote, shop or get your inheritance, but you also help her organize and declutter. I, so you get rid of things. I do. Which is helpful. It is helpful. We could all use a Stacy to do that. Well, I, and again, this will be something that I bring up a little bit later in the show, but I feel like you acquire things mm-hmm. and they become physical talismans or reminders of people or experiences or whatever it is. And Mom, your style of decorating is like I never met a horizontal surface that I didn't want to put something on. True. And <laughs> or a wall. Or a wall. Yeah. Right. So, you know, there's there's things. But it's not in like a hoarder, like clutter clutter kind of way. But when it starts to get cluttery, then I'm like, mm, this is starting to be cluttered. Let's let's scale back. Oh, she's keeping her mouth closed. She has no comment. <laughs> no, no comment. I do have a comment, but I'm keeping my mouth closed. <laughs> hmm. Uh-oh. Interesting. All right. Well, I guess we'll talk about that later. Uh, okay. And then the last thing, I think I brought this up last week about the oysters that I got for Will. Oh, yes. And so I just wanted to let you know, everyone, that the oysters were opened and the pearls are gorgeous. Yes. Yes. Mom and Lee agree, right? Beautiful. Beautiful. And, you know, you don't want to eat the oyster meat that you get. That's these are definitely farmed for the purposes of the the pearls. But they were beautiful. So now I need to get them a jeweler to a jeweler to have a little hole drilled into them so that I can make a cute little necklace. Yes. I'm very excited about it. Uh, So it's a real thing, folks. If you want to know about it, then remember, you can text me or you can leave a voicemail at 475-999-2726. And I will tell you all about where you can get these pearls. Uh, Speaking of pearls, here is my pearl of wisdom. And this makes me think about one of the other conversations that we've been having throughout the week. Uh, A lot of conversations about worry and faith over the course of uh, the past week, two weeks. And here is this little thing to think about. Where anxiety begins, faith ends. So conversely, where faith begins, anxiety ends. Excellent. I knew you'd like that. I do like that. Yeah. And I think that is why you sleep so well at night, because you know that when you start to get anxious about something, it means that you're losing faith that it's going to be okay. Um, And so because you have such a strong faith, you don't have a lot of anxiety, and that really works for you. Yep. Yep. I agree. Yeah. I thought you'd like that. Any comment, Lee? No, I I think that's true about Joan. It is true about Joan. It is not necessarily true about me all the time. I'm working on that more and more. 
And we talked a lot about how it's the, you know, the idea of like faith, God, the universe, these kinds of things. And I do believe that everything, even the bad stuff, is there's some purpose behind it. And it's not always nefarious if it is from God or the universe. If it's from man slash woman, uh, then or robot or AI. But it can just be an accident. It can just happen. I don't believe it has to be from God or somebody else, something bad. I believe how I handle it oh. would be my faith. But I believe that things just do happen. I'm not sure what for, what the forces are that right. make them yeah. make it fate. Happen. So you do believe in sometimes in coincidence and fate. Oh, Everything yeah, isn't absolutely. But I think it's how you you handle that. And I think that that's where my faith comes in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And just knowing that, you know, it's going to be all right. Yes. It's all going to be all right. Okay. Well, they are not chatty yet. However, hopefully when we get back from our ad break, I will be able to break them in a little bit more and we will get <laughs> talking about what it's like to get old with Joan and Lee. <laughs> we'll be right back with Stacy Connects. Looking to reconnect with your partner, spouse, kids, or self? When the disconnect seemingly has been there for a lifetime and is impacting your relationships, it's difficult to determine how and where to start. But At the Root with Greg Kuiper of Kuiper Counseling is the perfect first step. Throughout each episode, Greg talks about establishing emotional connection with ourselves and others. He offers experience, advice, explanation, and resources to listeners. You can find past episodes on his website, KuiperCounseling.com, or through his YouTube channel, Connection Through Awareness with Greg Kuiper. Stacy Connects, it's not just my business, it's my superpower. Whether you need the right tone and messaging for a new venture, or you've plateaued with your current one, I can help. I connect clients with themselves and their potential. Then I identify unique solutions that translate your brand into messaging that connects your target audience with your business. Go to stacyconnects.com to connect with me and your messaging. Alternative Talk 1150, local talk for the body, mind, and soul. Hello, welcome back to Stacy Connects. I'm joined today by my mother, aka mom, aka Joan, and her buddy Lee. So before the break, I was, you know, teasing about some of the conversations that had come up over the course of the past couple of weeks that they have been staying with me. Uh, and one of the things that I noticed as we would chit chat is the way that you talk about where you live. You live in a continuing care residential facility. And so you both have your own places, condos, essentially. Mm-hmm. And you're very, very independent in what you do. And and then depending on people's needs, you can have people come in or you can move to more assisted type living. So. I was very struck over these couple of weeks by really how relatable the stories are that you two have in terms of your friendship, how it still feels like it's high school, uh, you know, the friend groups and getting together um, and things like that. So I just figured, since I have you here, 
I'd ask the questions. Like, for instance, as you get older, have you found that you are more or less curious about things? I'm less, I think. I'd rather keep (sighs) things the way they are. Okay. Now, does that mean in terms of, like, you know, routine and technology or... What about things like, you know, because we had a lot of conversations over the past couple of weeks about, uh, like, I'm thinking Annie's tattoos or, like, the LGBTQ plus community or things like that. Um, And that you seem to be more expansive and and open with. Absolutely. But I think it depends on the subject matter. I mean, I... I still am very curious about what's going on in the world internationally and nationally and politically, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Um, Not so much about what's going on in Hollywood and current trends and fashion and all that. Got it. Just depends what it is. I totally agree with that. All right. That makes sense. Um, And so it almost feels like global and local are the things that you're interested in. And I'm thinking global because it's like, you know, what's going on in the world, as you say. And you, I know both of you read the news every morning and you check and see what's going on. And then by local, I mean kind of within your circle and your family and those kinds of things. Right. Yes. Right. So I think with everything else, I am older. I was, we're brought up a certain way. And that's how we think. And I think you just have to have an open mind to the way things are today. And it's easier for me not to dwell on it or think about it, just to accept the way most things are, unless I really don't, but the way the changes and everything and not dwell on it or think about it. And not get upset by it. And not get upset by it. You don't really agree with or think is proper or right or whatever. Let can just kind of let it go. Let it go. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I think I think one thing is though, technology is moving so quickly that we try to keep up to a certain extent, but it gets a little bit overwhelming. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's something that you know, Lee, you're trying to you're getting ready to get a new phone, and so you're trying to get all of your ducks in a row and right. like let me save the pictures so that I have them so that when I convert this phone to the other phone and you know and I have a different theory on that when I need a new phone or an iPad I either go to my son Jay or my son Peter or my daughter Stacy and say I need a new iPad or I need a new iPhone and that's Uh it and they take care of it yes um yeah we do and you know and I think Lee you have a an independence about you that like you want to be able to do these things and and figure it out and, you know, watching you get frustrated over the past week, you know, when you're like, there's got to be a way to, you know, send a text to multiple people. And I was like, yes, yes, yes there is. Yes. And I think that must be infuriating that, you know, there is a curiosity there. And, you know, you both are very, you know, you have your phones with you all the time. It's how you're able to stay in touch. And, you know, you play games on them and those kinds of things. So it's it's got to be frustrating when it feels like it's just taking you longer. To and that's a whole out. new thing is having your phone with you all the time. And yes. it it took Absolutely. me a while to get that. But now I'm that way. So if I inadvertently forget it and I'm out and about, it's like, oh, my gosh, I don't have my phone. Right. I, I, 
I don't like that, but I know it. I don't either. The world is. And I feel like it's universal. Yeah. And it's it's it actually makes me feel better that you guys feel the same way about it. No, we do. Right. We do. I mean, there's like a certain, you know, there's something about now being able to communicate. And I it's it's interesting because with I, Mom, you shared that, you know, as a kid, like TV came on the scene and you didn't have one right away because right. uh, they were expensive. So to go from no TV to now, I mean, you can essentially watch TV on your phone, on your iPad. I mean, the technology that has happened over the span of your lifetime is crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think for m- most older people, that's that can be nerve wracking and it can be disturbing mm-hmm. and bring out a lot of emotions because it changes every day. Yep. And it's just, for me, it's not, I'm not particularly interested in it. If I were more interested, I'd probably be a better student of it. But I'm not that interested as long as I really only want to play games, look at the news (laughs) and talk to my kids and be able to text and be able to. um, Telephone and email. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, you we're listening to your, uh, which I'm impressed with because I can't pick up my messages remotely, but you were picking up oh, your yeah. messages at home remotely. I'm like, oh, maybe she could do that for me. Um, and, you know, spam calls and that kind of thing. And just that really people do prey on older people. Absolutely. Because yes. it's like, you know, I, you said that it was somebody that called and said, you know, hey, we noticed that, you know, $4,000 of your money in your account was spent and, you know, so give us a call, and and really, it's just fascinating how much we are preyed upon. Our generation, I think. I think I probably receive four to five phone calls per day, which I do not answer. But if they they it rings four times, and then they hang up, and you're for sure it's somebody trying to sell you something or trying yeah. to get you to do something. And my friend here did respond about. Two months ago. Oh, wow. Yes. I, I was on the computer, and I had gone. I was looking up a, a person's name, somebody. And it sent me to a website that I went to, and suddenly the computer, like, exploded. All this these voices came out, uh, flashing lights everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, like, out of the blue. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty good up until that point about recognizing emails that were spam mm-hmm. you know there's certain things you look for and all and then it i fell for this and it said um you know don't turn off your computer or something terrible will happen and go to apple support what i did do was i had an apple support number that wasn't the one they gave me mm-hmm. and i went to that but it had been discontinued or something uh-huh. so then everything is flashing and making noise and so I went to that number and I gave this guy a lot of information and I kept saying, you know, I don't know about that. And then finally he hung up on me, but I had given him a lot of things. So I had to change my checking account number, call on my credit cards, mm-hmm. you know, all these different things. Social security also, well, I couldn't change that number. Right, but right, I had right. To, so, yeah. Yeah, it is. Scary. It's very scary. And, you know, for anybody that is listening <clears throat> that is running into this and really, I mean, I get it as well. So anybody you know, like ask somebody, ask a friend, ask if it feels wrong, ask a grandchild that yes. knows technology mm-hmm. like it's the back of their hand. Uh, you know, when in doubt, we received uh, a text or I guess maybe 
I think you received one this week or last week when mom, when you were visiting um, from Lincoln. And yes, and it wasn't from Lincoln. And it wasn't oh from Lincoln. Yes, and absolutely. so it's like when you get those kinds of things, it's like send a separate text and say, did you send this? That's, yeah. what, that's yeah. what you learn and that's to what do. We do. Mm-hmm. You know what, though? It's it's discouraging that you have to be so suspect and so savvy because people are trying to take advantage of you right. all the time. I mean, I, I find that really discouraging. Another thing, because of my age, I only use one credit card. Mm-hmm. That way I only have to take, really keep track of one. And it's hard to keep track of all right. sorts of things. So I know that I have my Wendy's gift card, my <laughs> one charge. Not um, sponsored, but love to be, by the way. Um, my one charge, and I have my card, whatever it is, to get cash out. Right, your debit card. Yeah, yeah. and that's those are the cards the three cards that I carry. Yeah. And I have basically two credit cards, and mainly I use one, but I have another as a backup in case mm-hmm. it doesn't take And she doesn't have a Wendy's anymore. No, I did, though. So, <laughs> hey, if you're listening and you would like to uh, support these ladies, feel free to <laughs> send them Wendy's gift cards. They will take any amount. Uh, yeah, I, I just think that that's got to be uh, frustrating. And so then, you know, that suspicion that you have and the need to take care of yourself it's Mm -hmm. like i think that when you're older you can get this reputation of being like ah hey you kids get off my lawn you know and you're suspect of everything right and that's and it's harder when you're by yourself a widow or a widower i think if there are two of you there you can sort of talk it out yes in a way yeah and it's support from one another but i think when you're alone you accept the entire responsibility and you have a tendency to to react, maybe not always correct. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, that makes sense. Uh, what about flexibility? And I don't mean physical flexibility. Oh. I mean, like, you know, being able to pivot routine or things like that. Do you think that you are more or less? I think I'm probably less, but I try to be flexible, especially when I visit or I'm with other people. I really do. I do. Yeah. You are. Yeah, actually. I do, too. Um I think I have not always been the most flexible person. Totally. But I'm aware of it, and so I I try to be more that way and go with the flow a little more. And and I think for the most part I accomplish it. I think a lot of older people try to be more. Some don't, that's for sure. I mean, we know that from our own experience. Set in their ways. Some are so set in their ways. But I think that is something that I really encourage older people to try to be more flexible. What do you think... uh, you know, I'm not asking you to name names, but as you're reflecting on people that you know that are less flexible, mm-hmm. less whatever, what do you think is the difference? Why do you think you are? Do you think it's relationship with kids, grandchildren? Do you think it is, um, do you think it's a class thing? Do you think it's a... I think it's their basic energy. <laughs> In other words, I'm thinking of a particular person, and uh, I just think this person probably from the beginning has been pretty uh, rigid okay, and has a hard time adapting and and being flexible. Yeah, so maybe some control issues. So that could Mm -hmm. be, some people could fall into that category, not all. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Um, Do you find that uh, you are... More or less judgmental as you get older? I think I'm less. I think I was very judgmental 
um, maybe in my middle, like my age. Yes, I'm in my yes. 50s. But now I may have a thought that goes through my mind, and I quickly get rid of it because I. Right, I, you're it, trying not to. Yes, I'm trying not to be, and in my heart, I really don't care. You live your life the way you can, and if somebody wants to do something, right. Right. So you sort of are trying to, there's the knee-jerk response that is your sort of your yes. conditioning. Yes. And then yes. you're yes. like, I'm not going to yeah. follow through with yeah, it. Yeah, we're aware of that, or I am, you are. And we tell each other sometimes, we've, we're so judgmental. We've yes. got to be less judgmental. Yeah. yeah. So I think we're, I'm aware, but you are. We kind of work at that. I, and lo- then the I other think that's thing, awesome. The other thing is, kind of goes along with this, is negativity and i remember when i was younger thinking of some older people i knew as being negative and judgmental and um there are people we know or that we associate with that are negative very negative you know picking at everything or this isn't right that isn't right and they're things that don't make any difference really they're not consequential things right so we talk about that you know, among ourselves and try not to be negative. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, it kind of goes back to that uh, that concept of, you know, manifesting and like, you know, what you put out is what you get back, right? Mm-hmm. Along that those lines, Lee and I live in independent living, which means it's kind of like a motel. We have a front door and we have a sliding doors out onto a patio and there's a courtyard. And we try... For the holidays, we put up a Christmas tree, an Easter bunny, a Thanksgiving turkey. I I can't name and Halloween. try to, Halloween. We try to make everybody in our courtyard, so to speak, happy and try to make it more fun. fun, 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 and especially during COVID because people yes. were more isolated. Yes, yeah. Well, and that's that's another thing. Uh, but I'm gonna go with speaking of uh, friendships. So, you know. As you mentioned, some of some of your friend group are widows, some are widowers. Uh, you know, it's is it just like high school again, where it's like there's the cool kids and the people that are, you know, like not as popular and the, you know, the cliques that get together and, you know, those kinds of things. Well, there are definitely some. I don't know if you call them cliques, but they're people that are maybe relate to one another mm-hmm. better than yeah. they do Friend to groups. others. Yes. Like, I mean, that's sure. always the case. Like I think. our corner group, the yeah. same. I mentioned our courtyard. On Saturday night, we take turns entertaining each other up to a, there's there used to be 14. Now that there's 11. And if you're there, instead of being alone, you join your friends for drinks and hors d'oeuvres or whatever and it's mm-hmm. it's really a lot of conversation a lot, a lot of conversation lot of laughs. yes and a lot of laughs so what are you guys talking about oh, oh god i can't tell you i don't know <laughs> people talk about experiences that they're having or that they have had sometimes we touch on politics and what's going on you know right, right. a lot about what's going on in our our, in our ccrt community. our community not uh, a lot about health because that has a tendency to be yeah, we a, don't a downer talk too much so, about sure. it, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, interesting. Okay, yeah. it's right. fun. It's it, really it's fun. It's really fun. People look forward to it. And uh, 
Does dating happen? I don't know if you call it dating. People do get together. Got it. Okay. It, it depends on the individual whether you're interested in it or not. Got it. Okay. I think because but people are there. always looking for companionship. And so, yeah. Yeah. you know, you find you might find somebody that is of interest. Although mom is not interested. I'm not interested. So if anybody's I'm listening, I'm just letting Lee is not interested. So I'm just letting you know <laughs> no. if you're listening out there and you're fans of Joan and Lee, they're not interested. <laughs> no. Unless, of course, you're Catholic, very wealthy and have a plane. Well, that's true. That's I will not me. Think. <laughs> that's Joan. Yeah. Joan. Joan is very interested. Or if you have a uh, now this is not an or this is actually an and a Harley or an Indian. An Indian uh, motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So, you know, not a tall order. I suggested that the Pope might be her guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the plane, he's Catholic, and in theory, he's wealthy. And I think probably a little younger, living where we do, <laughs> than the Pope. <laughs> I mean, you can, it. it's made easy for me not to want to date. Okay? Yeah. I, do you understand? I feel like there's a code here that. But I, maybe this is a perfect spot to take a break so then I can find out what you're really trying to say. And then when we come back, I won't say what it is, but I'll know better. Mm-hmm. So uh, keep listening for this conversation with my mother and her bestie, Lee. Keep listening. Thanks so much. Stacy Heller is many things. Entertaining yet enlightening. She's a talk show host channeling her inner Fallon. Like Winston Wolf, she's a fixer who gets things done with style. Practical, like Dr. Ruth. Stacy isn't afraid of the uncomfortable when searching for answers. She's your biggest fan and sees your potential before you do. Most of all, Stacy Heller is a synapse who can connect impulses and ideas about your business and yourself into possibility. To connect with Stacy, go to stacyconnects.com. Stacy Connects, it's her superpower. Too many relationships are adversely affected by wounds from our past. Lack of connection, unhappiness, shame, and regret are just some of the fallouts we experience when we choose to avoid addressing those wounds. Greg Kuiper of Kuiper Counseling is a psychotherapist committed to reestablishing connection with self to create greater connection with others. His work with teens, individuals, couples, and those struggling with substance use. If you struggle with old wounds or unhealthy narratives, get to the root of them in yourself by contacting Greg Kuiper at KuiperCounseling.com. That's KuiperCounseling.com. Broaden your horizons. You'll be amazed at all the topics we cover on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Stacy Connects. I am very excited about the fact that my mother, Joan Emmerich, is on the show and her friend, Lee Endries. Yes, that's right. I used your names. Uh, and we are talking about the, uh, the good and the bad that come with aging. And we've been talking about the mental... Uh, flexibility and curiosity and, you know, kind of the mindset. Lee, you were talking about the negativity that sometimes people have. Uh, We've been talking about friendship, what that is like. Uh, Now, the physical piece. Mm. Appetite. (laughs) 
we differ quite a bit in that area. Yeah. So, Lee, how's your appetite as you? As My you're appetite older? is great. Good for you, Joan. How's yours? I'm not answering that. <laughs> we all know. We know. So, do you think that your apple? So, who do you think is more kind of on par with how most people are? Do you think as you get older, you lose your appetite? I am hoping a little bit that I do because it may be my weight loss solution. <laughs> I think maybe as you get older, you lose your appetite a little. I'm not sure you do it that I'm normal because I'm really seldom hungry. Right. I haven't noticed among the people there that I've associated with that they've lost their appetite. But one thing I have noticed, and even with myself, is we like smaller portions. Uh, yeah. A great big plate full of food is such a turn off. Yeah. yeah, I, I mean, just I just can't ingest all that. <laughs> well, and I mean that's something that you know, and I I bring it up because it's it's a real thing. I mean, for both of you, and you know, we were talking about you know eating hacks for you that you know when you go to a restaurant, mom, you especially, I'll speak more right. for you. You have always like. The idea of, you know, food has always been like it's overwhelming for you, unless it's a pile of potato chips or ice cream. Uh, <laughs> With brownies. Right. Exactly. Then she's like, oh, I need more hot fudge. Um, and nuts. Right. Exactly. So there's certain things that she can't get enough of. Uh, but, you know, other things like healthy food uh, is overwhelming. And so I had suggested, you know, when the server comes, immediately ask for a second plate or a to-go box and just take half of it off your plate. And for the past couple of weeks, I've been cutting your sandwiches into fours, just like your mom used to do. And today at lunch, I wouldn't let you have any potato chips until you until you started eating your lunch. So <laughs> I'm not commenting. Well, I mean, you don't have to because I'll comment for you. And you also rather you'd rather drink your calories. Oh, dear. Well, it's true. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just the way it is. But I don't drink until 5 o'clock. Or after. 5.15. 5.5. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. We didn't want to wait until 5.15. And I think you also, you really have never liked cooking. And so having to prepare food is just, like, you would eat a raw diet, which basically means that you don't do any cooking. That's right. right. Carrot sticks I love. Right. And they're sweet. But Lee, you're willing to cook, so luckily she's a good cook. I'm willing to cook. I I, I enjoy food, and so I'll prepare my favorites or things that I'm find not difficult to do. So right. I also find that now that you know Charlie is home for the summer from school, uh, but when he was off at school, having to adjust recipes and things to oh. just the two of us, and so and then in your case, you know, down to one that. Pulling resources together and having dinner together, A, it's company, B, it's like it's so hard to just make food for just a couple people. That's right. Yeah. Especially if you've had a family and both of you have had children and, right. and you know, so you've cooked And there's lot. just one of us. Right. Of course, we could always eat in the dining rooms right. at our That's facility, right. but we choose not to. Right now. Yeah, right now. We good, will. Good that growth mindset. Right. But I've always loved to entertain, love to have people over, and it, it, they can come for dinner as long as they like chicken, Bring it. <laughs> chicken, rice, and salad. 
Yeah. You you like the whole setup and all that goes along I with like entertaining the table. Like the table setting, the little flower arrangements, the this, oh, the that, oh all gosh. that. She likes all that. Her and the little flower arrangements that she basically <laughs> has to water with a thimble. Uh, okay. Now, tell me about this. So what's it like with having adult kids and the... I mean, that's got to be hard because you worry, right? Because you're still a parent. But then the roles are starting to shift where, mm-hmm. you know, we're wanting to take care of you and make sure that your needs are met and that kind of thing. So there's a duality where, you know, kidding aside, you feel like a little kid because I'm like, you know, eat your sandwich. You can't have chips. Mm-hmm. But then on the other hand, you're still my mother. You don't think about it. I don't really think about it. No, I'm proud of my kids. I think each of them have done the right thing for themselves. themselves. I really do. I'm thrilled. And I I think their spouses are perfect. And I think my grandchildren are perfect. Really, honestly. And I'm your favorite. Here we go. (laughs) Here we go. Actually, I think Eric's your favorite, but whatever. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) By association, Mm -hmm. that makes me your favorite. I'm not answering. Uh Uh-huh. Wow. You're doing not a lot of talking. (laughs) Uh, You know, do you have, though, you know, you, when we were growing up, you always talked about how you didn't want to limit us in terms of where we lived and, you know, uh, know, go ahead and pursue your thing and that your friends would become like your family. Yes. And that's what's happened. Do you have any regrets about that? Absolutely not. Not even when you're, you've fallen and you can't get up? No. Not at all. My ki- I lived my life. I'm getting older, and my kids should live their life. And I'm really glad. I hate to say this, but in my heart, I'm not sorry that you live so far away. Jay and Mary live so far away, and poor Peter, he only lives a couple hours away. <laughs> but um, no, I think you should live your own lives. Interesting. What about you, Lee? Well, I agree with that. I I wanted them to be independent and live their own lives and pursue their dreams and so forth. Um, I have a son and his family and grandchildren that are close by within mm-hmm. fifteen minutes. So that that's I feel good about that. It gives me, even though I have friends and Penswood, which gives me a lot of security and help when yep. I need it. I'm yep. glad that they're close by. I wish my daughter were closer, but I know she's out here. And mm-hmm. I know she loves it out here. And so that's good. Yeah. But my family growing up, I my I didn't have a large family, but we were all uh, close in proximity and get would get together for all the major holidays and all that. So that's not the way it is anymore. Yeah, and we weren't. Yeah. Yeah, Your no, father we weren't. and I moved around a lot. And so. I didn't move. Yes. We moved all over the right. East Coast. So friends became family regularly. Mm-hmm. With that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a true thing. Now, when you think about when you were, say, my age and you were the 50-something that is managing your aging parents, yes, you know, is it similar? Is it different? What are the challenges that you notice? Well, I think my kids, I haven't noticed the big role reversal yet. When I was in my 40s, my parents started having health issues, and um, 
I had a brother who was within an hour, so he was very supportive. We, but I, I guess most of it fell to me, but we both, we both did it. But we had to deal with that, and they weren't in a continuing care facility. Okay. So a lot of the responsibility of their care and if anything happened to them in the middle of the night, somebody fell or whatever, w- would be on us. So it was an eye-opener, and there was a role reversal, definitely. Mm-hmm. So that that's a little different as far as my relationship with my kids go yeah, at this point. Right, right. And I remember when, you know, uh, it was hard being far away for you. from Right. My brother, they lived in the same area as my brother, so he basically took mm-hmm. care of my parents mm-hmm. with the, with those things. I, John and I lived far away. Mm-hmm. And I know that was an emotional Yes, that was for difficult. You. Well, as it is for me. Right. It's hard when something happens. and But like yeah. Lee's parents, my parents did not live in a continuing care place. They lived by themselves right. and my mother died living in that place and then my father went to live with my brother right and um i feel like that can become a strain oh not for my brother well your brother is possibly the most laid-back human on this planet (laughs) uh you know it takes a lot to phase him right i i there's so many different ways that you know you can have multi-generational living you can have you know uh, where somebody comes into the home or, you know, you can live at some place where you guys live. And, you know, there's so many different options. Mm. I think you can stay younger or feel younger. I, not stay younger, but feel younger and more independent by living where we do. I think if if, if you live with your kids, I, I think, I don't know how to express this, but they're going to kind of take care of you all the time and make you... Like baby you. Um, baby you in a way. Where oh, where we true. live, yeah. we're independent and we have to, and you want to keep going and do it. Yeah. Well, if, and I also think, um, I'm sorry to interrupt that's you, right. Lee. So even though we have a lot of, we can get a lot of help whenever we need it from right. the, the, the administration, uh, we still want to do our own. We still do, do a lot our, on our, our own. own. Yeah. yeah, which is really nice. And the, the fact that you have the option that as you need that, I mean, you know, mom, when you broke your wrist, you had somebody that could come in and help you with some things. Absolutely. And right, which is you wonderful. could have had meals Any delivered. And that I needed, I had right there. And the kids didn't, you kids didn't have to. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. Uh, and I also think that it must be, I think about the past couple of weeks that you've been visiting us, watching how fast things go. Oh. And I think that that would also be hard. Whereas where you are you know, people are sort of the same pace. Absolutely. Slower and pace. Slower pace, yes. Yep. And that must be There's not nice. the schedule in our lives that there is. Right, right. There's no question about that. And just responding to things, like, so quickly. And, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and again, that it's not necessarily a good thing. I, I think that there's also such a wisdom. I have really loved this particular visit with you because one, I didn't feel like I wanted to kill you once. So that's a win. (laughs) I mean, I've, there's been a lot of mumbling under my breath and things, Mm -hmm. but, uh, but generally it has been really fun watching you interact with the kids and, you know, and they're all at such a, a place that they're figuring out their stuff and you are curious and I find that you're not judgy. And, 
you know, I think that you have shown tremendous flexibility. Uh, it has been reassuring for me to see that you can get older and have a close friend that you can travel with and 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 have that. Um, so, you know, watching all of these things has been reassuring. I think as you get older, you should make it an effort to stay positive and to try to stay happy because really so many older people are so negative and just feel as though it, it, it's the end of the world is coming. Well, maybe. No, no, but I no, mean, but I mean they're, they're I mean, going to die. I'm going to die, but I I don't know when, so I, I'm not going to worry about it. You're going to die, but you are going to haunt me for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, they say, uh, you know, getting old is not for sissies, uh, but you can choose to be joyful. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. That's great. That's that, yeah. that's how it Well, and there's wisdom in that. I mean, I, I find that there's great wisdom in that. And on the one hand, there are times when, you know, I'll be frustrated, like, I've got things to do and, you know, like, so come on. And yet at the same time, the... It is nice seeing, you know, the pace and slowing down and watching that. And chatting with one another. Right. Really, real, we, the four of us have had really good conversations yes. in the last couple yeah. of weeks, which yeah. is great. Right. And, and that has been something that, you know, you don't take the time for a lot. And so on the one hand, I'm like, oh, I've got all this work that I've got to catch up on. And on the other hand, it also makes me realize that if I can figure out how to prioritize my time and, you know, maybe stop running in so many circles and kicking up a dust storm. I know. And, you know, and kind of like, all right, slow it down. Slow it down. There's a wisdom in the slow it down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, it that feels like that's a life lesson. It doesn't feel like it's it has to be an age thing. Right. Right. So, yeah. I mean, dare I say it, I think that you're both fairly wise. Well, thank you, Stacy. Yes. yes, thank you. Well, you know, I'm I'm just saying, like I'm I'm not often nice, so now it's going on <laughs> the recording, and you know, I'm just saying, um, yeah, no, it 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 has been, uh, it's really fun watching this version of you, yeah. and it is very thank you. It's very difficult from you know I I have said before that there are times when I'm like. I've said to you in the past, okay, are you being a diva or are you being old? Oh. Because there's, you know, like, there's the whole, like, well, in mom's case, at least, you know. <laughs> combination of the two. Right. Maybe. Which is like a, you know, holy cow. Um, But it's it's interesting. Like, you know, I see you more vulnerable this time. Yeah. I know. Am I going to make you cry? Are you going to cry? No. <sighs> Whatever. All right. Well, anyway. Uh, and hey, you're heading back tomorrow. Yes. Yes. We are. I noticed the smile on your face. I am not, <laughs> you know. Beaming. She's beaming. Um, yes. Eric has taught me that when you're talking on the radio, you need to smile when you're talking <laughs> because otherwise people can sense the energy. Oh. And so I'm just smiling. Well, I've had a wonderful time. Well, I think we both it, have it was, had a wonderful it's been time. Terrific, and yeah. we'll be back. It's been terrific. Yes, that is Hopefully. a threat that they will follow through with. <laughs> uh, thank you, ladies, for being my guest and for putting up with my 
my last minute decision to talk about uh, the aging process. But honestly, there's so much to learn from you and so much I continue to learn from both of you. And I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you for having us. Of course. And uh, remember, everybody, like, just stay connected. Have a great week. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, Eric. 